Here we go. We're back for another week. And what better way to wrap up the season, Bernard, than with the B team? With the best podcast on, in the Southern Hemisphere and in Spain. <laughs> Definitely in Spain. Uh, coming off the back of that grand final. There's a lot to unpack from the grand final, pre-grand final, post-grand final. Yeah, as you can tell, we're both a little bit under the weather. Long weekend. Had a big one. Had a big one, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was definitely a big one. Celebrating that Dylan Edwards long shot. Cha-ching, you know? bro. Yeah, it was Lovely. good. How much was that? Nine bucks? He was paying, yeah, seven to nine, depending when you got him. But I thought it was special. Only because there was value there. You're not going to get on Nothing to sneeze Cleary at. for two seventy-five, $3. Beautiful. You want to go for that value. Beautiful, beautiful. Dylan Edwards, good. Lovely. Credit to him. Unbelievable player. What do you think of the game? Bit of a fizzer. Very underwhelming. Bit like the AFL. AFL. And someone pointed out saying like, in, in how the AFL went, I feel like this is going to be the same in the NRL. I thought Parry would have put up a better I fight. I thought so too. You know what I mean? Grand final, you're going to be up for it. But Penrith, you know what it was? Been there before. Yeah. Won one, lost one. Have you heard about what they've been saying? Like they gave Parry the invitation to train at ANZ. They didn't. Apparently they didn't go into camp the night before. Whereas Penrith, like the night before, they all got together, like woke up together. Yeah, they Parra just tried to treat it like any game, Bernard. They, and they, they got get it. Lesson. Penrith get it, and and the, the experience showed. They got up for the big occasion. They came out. They were physical, controlled aggression. Didn't like go overboard, get any sin bins or anything like that. And they just dominated them throughout just the whole game. And you the were just thinking, flattered. Parra you were thinking, Parra a little bit. you were like, okay, Parra's just got to get one opportunity here, and they'll be you into the game. They just got to get the next one. They got to get. The and next then it one. just they never got into the game the whole for, throughout the whole game. And then they scored a couple of consolation tries at the end. They had a little bit momentum in the in the second half, and they ended up winning the second half by points. But yeah. it was just like you never thought they were in this game, which was disappointing. It was disappointing, Bernard. A little bit of a fizzer, just like there was in the AFL Grand Final. But I'm going to take you around the grounds with a little bit of a cheating scandal. Rock in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw Adam Levine, Maroon Five. Adulterer. Yeah, got caught yes. in a couple of girls' DMs. DMs, looking like a twelve-year-old on Bebo. We got to be careful, chat. Adam. Yeah, just don't leave. Any evidence? Come on, the paper trail. Like by all means, you know, f- flame react. Send a couple reacts. Send you a couple well you, you can throw some harmless reacts in there if you want. You respond to the story. Yeah, but now they but got don't be ha- prints all over the web. But don't be having a crack in the DMs if you're if you're a celeb. So there must be something in the air, Bernard, because the cheating scandals are everywhere. The world of fishing. Fishing. This was absolute scenes. Big, big prize money big in money. fishing. Yeah, big money. Apparently, these guys, they were in the Lake Erie fishing tournament. They've been cleaning up, Bernardo. Over the last year, they've been cheating. And I always wondered, how would you cheat in a fishing competition? I don't see how you would do it. You I don't know how you do, do it without Simpsons it being sus. Do the and throw in TNT in the water? Well, yeah, or, or do you cut it open and st- stitch it back up? Well, no, that'd be too complicated. What they do is they catch the fish. Then when they take it to the scales, they stuff lead weights. How much prize money have these guys been Apparently, in? they've cleared it up over like 100K. Yeah, geez. So these people, once they found out, they had every right to get upset, and they were. They were losing it, abusing them. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to get offside of, the, of, proud, the, of yeah, the fishing community. Fishermen are proud, and women. Are yeah. very, they're a proud bunch. And yeah, these guys, they got caught. Apparently, they'd been doing it for Lead weights, Lead extra weights. fillets. The extra fillets is ridiculous. <laughs> but, I don't know. They, was, they were sticking bass I mean, fillets in there or something. They, uh, I don't know if there'll be any legal action towards them, but well, like, Eddie oh, Guerrero, like cheats still to win. Do whatever you can. They found the formula at work. No yeah, one pulled they, them up on it. You've got to get caught eventually. Yeah. You know, the bad guy always loses in the end. But so it, someone's, someone obviously saw that these well, fish can't weigh this amount. Exactly. So they all get, they were putting their fish up on the scale and they were comparing them to other fish of the same size. Seven pounds, eight pounds. Then these guys would chuck their fish on, look the exact same, 30 pounds. So someone said, hang on, chew. something's not right. Yeah. One plus one doesn't equal four. But yeah, absolute scenes. This one might take the cake, Bernard. I'm going to take you to chess. Chess cheating. You ever watch the Queen's Gambit? 
Yes. Great. Made me really respect chess. I don't mm. mind a bit of chess. Well, the world champion Magnus Carlsen, he's the GOAT. He's been the world champion for, I think, eight, nine years or something like that. Grandmaster. Yes. Mm. Well, he got beat by another 19-year-old Grandmaster whose name is Hans Neiman. Yes. Now, they Can't. played online, and Carlsen was a bit sus. Yeah. He lost. Kept, said, this guy's cheating. I can just tell by the way he's playing. He's not really focusing too much. He's cheating. There's no way he could guess my moves. The other guy said, hey, I'm not cheating. And you're more than welcome to, mate, I'll, I'll play whatever you want. You're more than welcome yeah. to, to investigate it. Mate, show me some evidence. Then they play in person. Same thing happens again. Carlson gets dusted. And he has a hissy fit. Well, you know what some people are saying this guy is doing? Some people are suggesting that he shoves anal beads up his backside. Up his backside that vibrate. So he's got someone he's got else. A, he's there. got a chess engine. Yeah, he's got a chess engine. Someone yeah, else is offside, you know, doing the old, like, you know, three taps for this, four taps for that. Then he responded and said, look, I'll play him next time naked and I'll beat him again. Well, the thing is, I think the young 19-year-old Hans, is it? Hans. Hans Neiman? Yep. He has a history of cheating. Well, apparently he got done once when he was a kid. Playing like low stakes stuff. Chess.com. He was removed from chess.com for cheating. I've looked into the cheating scandal and I would say I respect it. If you're willing to put anal beads and and learn Morse code on the vibrations... There's no extent. You, you, you deserve to win. If Michael Jordan was in the chess community, he'd, he'd be, be shoving he'd be using up beats. his bum. Yeah. Any edge to win. I, you got to do what you got to do, Bernard. And, and, and the thing is, I'm sorry, the, the Grandmaster, you can't prove it. No, exactly. Well, that's yeah, what you he can't said. prove he it. Said. And full, full credit to him. We've got a new, a new man in the chess world. New face of chess. Yeah. Hans Neiman. Move over, move over old fella. You yeah, know? the king of anal beats. So that wraps up around the grounds. It's a bit of an R-rated one. Bernard, we've got to bring back for one last time this season, mm-hmm. of course, because they were the last two teams, our report card. So get your teacher's hats on. Yep. It is our final report card. You do Parramatta. I'm going to do Parramatta as the teacher going into next season. Yep. Obviously improved from the previous year. They were sitting on a B-minus last year, getting into the major semi. So they're going to get an A this year. Yeah, they deserve they it. They deserve an A. Getting to the grand final, Brad Arthur's going to get re-signed. The only issue is... They're on a, a steep decline. They're like a student that's just finished the HSC, did all the studying for the HSC, yeah. and he's going into his first year uni. It's a big And now jump. he's getting on the piss, and uh, he doesn't really yeah. want it. Girls are coming the in. The girls equation. are coming. He's going to get distracted. Chief Wednesdays, yeah, Because with the likes of Reid Marnie gone, Papali'i gone, it is going to be tough for them to continue the momentum. So I'm going to give them an A with the expectation of a B minus C next year. I don't think they can keep it up, but... You know, full credit to them. They they had a good season. They just didn't show up in the last game like they had in previous games with Penrith, where they matched them yeah. and brought a lot of energy. It was just like I said, they just fizzled out. Yeah, the, the final was a fizzle. That's fair. Penrith Panthers, I've got to give them an A plus. Bernard, last year premiers that was their trials. Year eleven, and you get into year twelve. This year was the HSC. They had yeah. adversity like you do, or they had all these external things. Cleary being scandals, out, scandals. Cleary being out. Players getting injured, suspended. Origin players losing football. They had everything possible that you could throw at them, and they took everything. Bernard, and they just showed that they were way too good. A we, class above. They were so good. We started clinging on to little things like you know when Cleary comes back in the finals, maybe they'll be rusty. Yeah, and, very true. And it was it was easy. They were the best team by mile, back to back, and losing a couple players, but they should still be there. You think it's still theirs to lose next year? I agree. I think they could be the first team in the NRL era to three peak to go back to back to back. Think about it: you're losing Coruscant and you're losing Viliami Kikau. Your two major losses. 
They're getting Luke Garner next year. Great who's signing. A great signing, young player. They would have pretty much got him for nothing. Appy Korosau started to come off the bench. Yes, he provided the impact of the bench, and he's their best hooker, origin hooker. But I feel like the way that Cleary plays and the way that the team dynamic is, Edwards floating around on the right side, you know, Luai taking control of the left. Re- really, they go, they play off the back of their go forward and Isaiah Yo. I think you could plug two players in, Kenny in there as That'll well. Fine. I think they're going to be fine next year. Really, I think it's going to be them and the Roosters next year, the team to watch. But mm, I agree. There is no reason why they cannot be there again next year, particularly like back end of the finals, deep into the finals. So they have built a dynasty. I don't know who we have to credit. Is it Gus Gould, five-year plan? Is it Ivan Cleary? <laughs> I don't know. But whatever they're doing in Penrith, it's right. They've won the Jersey flag, SG Gee ball. Boy. Yeah, the New South Wales Cup. Crazy. They just beat the Queensland Cup team, you know, yeah. on the grand final day, and then they win the grand final back-to-back. They have, they've got, whatever they're doing, they're doing yeah, they're right. A, no, you said it. They're a proper dynasty. And that wraps up our last report card for the year. Very popular segment. On Happy Coruscant, yeah. Bernard. They are, they've been, they're enjoying themselves as they're entitled to do. Yep. As we know in Australia, we're a little bit vanilla. We're a little bit, we like our athletes a certain way. We like, like, you know, you're Nick Kyrgios. We don't like it when they speak like Nick Kyrgios. I, for one, love all these celebrations because they deserve it. Yeah. Few people don't. Paul Kent's one of them. What are your thoughts on Kenty and the backlash from these celebrations? Uh, Paul Kent's come out and said they're carrying on like 16-year-old schoolboys. Well, mate, if you'd won a grand final in your life, you would understand. An NRL grand final, you would understand for them carrying on. Would you pull Michael Jordan aside after winning his second ring and say, settle down, mate. Stop, Stop smoking cigars in the dressing room and don't post that on Instagram. All right. That's the way of the world right now. It is. They, they want to celebrate. They've worked hard all season. Jerome Luai can put an Instagram story up and see him saying, Daddy's home or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can, they can play on. They, uh, NRL season, especially compared to other sports, full contact, collisions uh, all year, injuries. Yeah. People, so origin and all that in the it, mix as well. It is one of the toughest sports to get to the pinnacle of, which is the grand final. So they can celebrate all they like. They can say whatever they want at the parades because it's fair game. You, you, you deserve it. You've earned the right to say it. It's not being sore winners. Where the, you know, like I said, would you take an elite athlete like a Michael Jordan or in other sports and say, that's the tone in the celebrations. You know what I mean? Well, and as well, you know, we see iconic celebrations like Jordan with a cigar. But if Instagram and stuff was around back then, I'm sure he would have been jumping on a live. There would have been stories, not just of MJ, of any of those guys that won. Kobe, Shaq, all those guys. But we like lo- we love as we said we, we just did it just then we love idolizing yeah. those American athletes or American sports athletes. But what do you think they do when they win? They boast, they celebrate. You're the champ. You're the back-to-back champs, Bernard. As you said, you're lucky to win one comp. You're lucky to get to one grand final. Yeah. Nathan Imush, one of the greatest players Never I've ever won. seen. Never won one. These guys just won back to back. I don't have a problem with it. And then yeah, have the problem is if they didn't say anything and they were boring, we just we'd blame them for being a robot. Yeah. So when they give us the full credit to the boys and all that type of stuff. You know, we smash them. But then when they show a bit of personality, we get cut. Well, Paul Kent and a lot of the older men on Rugby, rugby League 360, NRL 360, they uh, they come across as bitter, bitter, old bitter boomers. Yeah. We don't like these young kids and what they're doing to the game. They well, get too much. They're noise. actually making it entertaining for people yeah. that want to tune in to Definitely. stuff off the field and the celebrations and just the game in general. So, I don't know, Paul Kent. Mate, he's yeah, hanging on to a thread there. Maybe just keep keep your comments in the papers that no one reads. Exactly. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, spot on. And I don't know what it is about Jerome Luai, but Paul Kent has something. He's not a fan of him at all. Like on that rant, we mentioned he's like, I know Jerome, you know, we playing for Samoa. Like, what does he Samoan? Yeah. What does him being Samoan have to do with it? Yeah, he he loves having a go at the young Penrith boys. And and, and but that's Jerome Luai's nature is he's he sledges he's out the on the field. He and he likes playing the villain. Yeah. And, and and to Jerome Luai's credit, I mean throughout the year we've probably been saying it. You know, he, he's probably one of the most overrated halves. But at the end of the day, he's got the accolades. He's he's won two. You comps. said that, Bernard. Not he's, me. I've always been a. No, that's what I mean. I'm saying in comparison to like how I do, do the, the the cut one players, and you have him up against a Dylan Brown or uh, a Mitchell Moses. Uh, yeah, you know, what does Jerome Luai actually offer? But at the end of the day, he proves everyone wrong. Winning comps, yep. playing Origins, and you know. You can hate him all you want, but he's he's there yeah, at the end of the day. That. And so. there's a simple way. You, look, you can beat them, so you don't have to exactly cop all these right. But as long as they keep winning, they're going to keep celebrating. Another big thing happened last week, Bernard, the Dally M's. Congratulations to Nico Hines. Great story. Yeah. Seems like a lovely guy. Did you play with him? Played with him at Manly. Yeah. He was a gr- great kid then, too. And I mean... I heard he was a bit of a late bloomer. What? A, I mean, well, he was training with New South Wales Cup when we were in 20s. And they were always pushing him to first grade. I don't think he ever got the first grade opportunity at Manly. And then he never, he played his first first grade games in Melbourne. When he went over to the Queensland Cup, playing the Sunshine Coast. And then when you're in that Melbourne system, yeah. obviously, look what a look what a look what a career at Melbourne does for you. It you know when when you go elsewhere, he like I think he became a totally different player around the park, molded into more of a fullback. Yeah. Now he's a, you know a five eight. He was always a kind of six seven. Uh, and played that utility role at Melbourne, but he was Cronulla's best player this year, and I, and we'll give him we'll give him that one hundred percent. Steer them to a second place finish. There's as been well. criticisms from people on television and uh, in radio saying that was Ben Hunt more deserving, were other players more deserving, uh, Joey Manu, for example. Tedesco. Uh, and and the margin that he won the Dalian at, but in saying that. It's within the rules of, of Dalian. He gets the three points for his team each time they, they were out. They won a lot of games. They won a lot of games, had an easier draw than, than other than other teams. But in saying that, he's the Dalian medalist. Yeah. You know, you can't really deny it. He was the best MVP for his team, and that's what the medal is. So, mate, congratulations. He's got a good message, good kid. He's got, he's going to have a very long career. He wants to get into coaching as well. Yeah. He lives and breathes rugby league. So, well, he's congrats, get, Nico Hines. He's going to get paid as well. And I remember I said it early in the season. I said I'd give him a million dollars. I think he'd be quick, getting close to that now. Without Dalian, and he's only going to get better, as are the Sharks. B-team fans, don't stress. There's plenty more where that came from. We're dropping part two tomorrow. <laughs>